Welcome everyone to a new show segment. Always doing something new here at Tricycle Creative and on Tripod. Uh, this is something uh, I'm super excited about. I, I well. I would hate to be doing something I'm not excited about. So this is one that I definitely am uh, calling these unicycle sessions because I thought what we could do is short one topic recordings with guests who um, I like, or maybe we'll get to a place where I have guests I hate. But for this show, it's definitely a guest that I like very much. Kayla Knob. Kayla, say hello. Hello. Hello to you. <laughs> it's good to be here. Yeah. I also, in the interest of doing these a little bit down and dirty and quick, one topic, um, you know, just talking about um, things that, you know, are either topical or interesting um, or, or some things that we just, you know, we just kick around a lot. I have not done any proper work to give you an introduction. So... Uh, aside from working with Tricycle and partnering with us on various branding and content projects, I would like to kind of give you the floor to give yourself a proper uh, professional introduction. Sure, sure. So um, I'm Kayla. I run Kayla Knob Digital, uh, which is a branding and content consultancy, but I'm also an affiliate with Tricycle. Um and yeah, I've, I've spent the last 10 or 11 years getting really excited about brands, about especially brand messaging and copy and sort of the way that we talk about, you know, products and, and brands and companies online. Do you have uh, I, do you have a favorite brand right now? Is there someone like something that you really like right now? Um, you know, it's not anything super trendy right now. I'm, I'm always crushing on Slack, um, Asana. I like companies that are super digital um, that are trying to fix broken systems. I get excited about that. And I also like when they're kind of conversational and tongue in cheek. I used so to I really, to I, I used to really love MailChimp. Not oh, so yeah. much anymore. Yeah. They've changed Sorry. a lot over the years. Fell out of love. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. MailChimp. <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening, Uh, listening, they are, they're definitely, they're tuned in. They are always tuned in to Tripod, the digital marketing podcast by Tricycle Creative. So this is a unicycle session. We're going to talk about one subject and one subject only. We're going to get in. We're going to, we're going to talk about this and then we're going to get out. Okay. So (laughs) as opposed to our normal Tripod episodes, which are three topics, uh, marketing, media, miscellaneous, this is going to be one topic of who knows whatever. Well, we know and that one topic is, so you sent me over this list of things because we were being kicking this around and I was like, okay, yeah, send me over some list of ideas. And you sent me over what you called kind of a list, a sloppy list that I think you had said you were ashamed of. Um, and <laughs> it's like you dropped it through like a, uh, like a, 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 in the mailbox and, and then lurked or like, like just slunk away. Cause you're like, here it is. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. And one of them caught my attention and that is authenticity because I've talked a lot about the, about this on my podcast. I I preach authenticity and what you put in this email crushed me to the point where I was like, "Uh, okay, I'd like to talk about this, but before we do, can you you, just, can you tell me a little bit so I don't look like a complete fool on my own show? So I would like to hear, and I, and this is what I want to talk about on this very first unicycle session authenticity as a guideline for companies. And I'm just going to pass the baton to you. And I think just let you do a little bit of a rant on it. 
Sure. Um, well, I, I think the particular line that you're reacting to is the one where I said, be authentic is actually really terrible advice. Right. Um, <laughs> and I know because you responded and said, oh, well, that's advice I give a lot of people. So that's great. Come on my my podcast. So <laughs> and, tell, and make um, you look like an idiot. I think yeah. That's yeah. And refute me directly. <laughs> um, but what I meant was, you know, being authentic is great advice. I think be authentic, though, leaves a lot of room for how? Who am I? How do I know who I am? How do I know how I'm supposed to articulate myself? Or if I'm on behalf of a team, a whole brand online, um, you know, I don't think my authentic self is professional or is impressive or all these other things we feel like we need to be. Um, so I think be authentic needs to start with who the hell are you? And so there's this kind of entire phase of branding and of even kind of identity you know, reflection and identification before you can really tell someone to be authentic to it. Is be authentic, you think, the evolution of what used to be be conversational? Yeah. Because like, like in the heyday of social, that's what it was. I mean, not to, I guess, to say it's not that way anymore, but I think that was the phrase that was being kicked around. Well, I think it's it's an iteration of that. You know, be conversational then became all these companies you know, getting into your email inbox or onto your social feed and uh, kind of swearing at you or being very kind of overly <laughs> casual. Um, so two problems happened. I think one problem is none of that was actually authentic to all of these companies. So conversational didn't end up being authentic for everyone. And I think secondary was um, an invitation to be just a little bit too comfortable for some companies and some industries as well. I've also thought about this and I was like, okay, what is the like authenticity versus or in in play with honesty and how do those two things play off of each other or because i was thinking i was like authenticity i think is hard to scale yeah right yep. whereas honesty may not be as hard to scale I don't know. Like, what do you think about that? Like, are those, are they, are they, I don't think they're worlds apart, but I do think they're slight, they're different enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think the advice to be honest or to be transparent, um, harkens a sort of like, you know, don't try to pull the wool over the eyes of your customers. Instead, tell them what to expect. Um, critique the parts of your industry that might be negative, toxic, or problematic, that kind of thing is is being honest. Um, and I think that that is more scalable, but I think it also comes with a bit of a risk. There are companies that can be authentic in terms of their tone and the way that they engage with customers, but they don't feel like they can be transparent. Uh, they don't feel like they have the the space or authority to critique their, their industry or even their consumers themselves. Um, I tend to be kind of refreshed and excited by brands that say, hey, customer, you know, we're not pandering to you. Um, we want to help you, but we also realize that to do that, you need to understand where you're falling short. Um, I love well, brands I that can do that uh, kind of, not just authentically, but with a curated sense of content, like, you know, and maybe that, maybe that is the ultimate honesty, but is that authentic? Exactly. Well, exactly. I think the part of that is like, yeah. <laughs> getting back to, are you being transparent 
or and are you being honest? I think there's a Venn diagram type scenario there yep. where there's yep. an overlap, but you can be one or the other. They can be mutually exclusive, you know, like you can, you, or, or you can even struggle with, you know, uh, what if by being often authentic, what if the authentic you is not an honest person? Right. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and in the inverse, you know, what if, in order to be authentic, you have to be a little bit of a, a little bit facetious. Um, what mm-hmm. if, in order to be honest and kind of, and I hate this phrase, but disrupt your industry, <clears throat> you know that 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 might not be authentic for that you. That phrase hasn't been used before. Is that new? Is that a new? <laughs> yeah, saying? I made that up just now. I've never. Oh my god, I'm going to write that down. Hold on. Yeah, disrupt. Just, I, I've never I heard that. So People, you know, in South by Southwest town here in Austin, they don't ever use that. I don't know if they know about that. I should probably like float it out there as a word yeah. they yeah. can use this year at South by Southwest. That right now. I should probably do a panel discussion on do disruption. It. Just, yeah. just to do that. Okay, I'm gonna write these. These are great notes down. Great for yeah. the first unicycle session, right <laughs> out of the gate. You know, I think that's it's... what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I think there's another piece of this too, and, and I don't know how it plays in, uh, but there was a long, well, several periods of my professional life where I'm not gonna like after a day of work, I felt like. I, I felt like I was acting. Yeah. So weird. Like, but like I came home and I felt so exhausted because I felt like all day long I, I was, you feel like it didn't like, I, I wasn't who I was. I was the work person. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I know that everyone has those elements. Like we can't be, well, I mean, I, I think it's challenging and probably not appropriate, not necessarily in a bad way, but I don't think we can be the same person in every role all the time. I couldn't, well, in the flip side of that, I couldn't be the founder CEO, that person that I am in business in my household. My wife would murder me. (laughs) I would be dead. Like I would be a dead person, you know? And we always joke about that. But it's just like we couldn't work with each other because no. I'm a, I can be a monster, you know, <laughs> That's and a lie. But, <laughs> no, but it's true. We, we do play roles. Um, I think you're you're going to be a different person on a first date than you're going to be once you've been married with, you know, to someone for for years and years. I think you're a different friend when you first meet someone than you are once you've known them for a decade. Um, it, it's all of those things. I think that where that plays in is this idea that you know, we understand a company is one thing. We don't really let companies apologize, evolve, do that kind of thing because we see them as static. Um, and that's distanced from the humans that we want to be connecting to. Uh, one way that I think brands can establish that kind of authenticity is pulling back the curtain and saying, these are our leaders. And Jessica's one way and Michael's another way. And they're all part of the ethos that puts this kind of company together. Um, that's one way to kind of do it. I, I think alternately to that, you kind of run into, you know, who are we as a brand personifying that brand and then forcing all of your social media people and your marketers to use that persona. Um, but they're not all equally comfortable with that. They're not all equally great at that. So that's another branding challenge that you can run into. 
is, you know, how do we actually document and articulate this brand persona and make sure everyone sticks to it? You know, I, you'd mentioned the evolution too, right? And I think, yeah. I, I think that that is something that, I don't know, I, I feel like more businesses need to hear and know that it's actually oh, okay for that to happen. I mean, I, I bring this up even with Tricycle Creative. Going yeah. even back, starting this a year and a half ago, we're, we're different because it's been our first year and a half, two years of business. And those are the, definitely, that's definitely the time period where you're going to have, uh, you know, the first, I would even say first five years, but definitely right. the first three and definitely your first one. You're going to have these ebbs and flows and changes and you're going to find that what who you thought you were or what you thought you did or what you thought you liked to do that stuff changes yep you know and i think the more people need to hear that that's okay that and maybe that's even part of understanding and working with a good brand consultant of how how that journey happens yeah and and i think that you know that's something i run into with clients i you know we've run into it with clients together that uh there's either a rigidity that takes place where someone's afraid to change, afraid to concede to the change that's happening around them in their industry or with the technology, the customers they're serving, whatever it might be. And then you have people who are just chasing every sparkly star in the sky. (laughs) Um, And so you need those people to get an identity and then try to stick to it a little bit. So, you know, when it comes to the evolution of that identity, I think there are businesses and individuals who are like, oh, well, then I'm not being authentic anymore because I'm changing. Um, So how do you identify a point of change versus a point of I'm following this trend or I'm losing my identity? Uh, And that can be really a challenging kind of thing to identify and then and solve for. And I think that's the strange thing, too. It's like if, if again, wrapping this all up back into authenticity, if the change is authentic, if it's true, like it's, if it's really where, what's happening with your business and who you are, then, then wh- why fight against that? You know, right. like, Absolutely. like it doesn't make any sense, you well, know, that, that's exactly why I pitched the topic is, you know, when you tell someone to be authentic, well, then you're not pulling together all the nuance of, is this me now? Is this who I'm supposed to be? Is this who customers want me to be? Uh, you know, here's, here's another example what if your authentic self isn't what your ideal consumer wants? How do you reconcile that? Do you change the ideal consumer? Do you change your product or do you change yourself? Yeah. I'm incredibly charming, so I don't know how that works. Um, but I've heard <laughs> from people that that could be a, I'm just kidding. That's not <laughs> Authentically, I am not uh, that arrogant at all. So um, I, I still struggle even with being um, I think someone whose company re- more closely reflects my personality and my ethos and my, the, the things that I believe in, right. you know, I think you, st- anyone still struggles with, you know, the, the confidence piece. And, and so I, I think, you know, this, this is something where, uh, you know, what do you think is the best piece or, or pieces of advice for a new entrepreneur, a new bit or a business owner who's looking to have a brand, not have a business, but have a brand? 
what are, are there some, are there some starter or like, you know, universal tips that you, you give them or you would give them? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the first kind of starting point for that is what do you want? And you know, that's all, mm-hmm. already yeah. a very challenging question, but you know, I would posit that with what do you want to achieve? If you want to be a speaker, for example, you know, and, and have, you know, this keynote experience and be somewhat famed in that area, you kind of need your personal brand to always be the speaker version of you. If you want to be an author, then you need to kind of put forth whatever you want to write about as your chief kind of not only personality, but core competency as well. Um, so aligning it to goals is important. I think if you don't know what your goals are, then that's a great place to start. <laughs> exactly. Um, yep. Because it comes back to that conversation of we are different people in different roles. So, of course, that, I, that idea of be authentic and be yourself when you come out and, and sort of purvey this personal brand is the right advice and it's good advice, but it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, I, you know, I would help them dig into what do you want to achieve? How can you be the person who achieves that in all of your dealings with your consumers? But also, on the other end, who is your ideal audience? Um, you know if you're trying to appeal to people who bring on keynote speakers and who plan events, then those are the people you need to be talking to, not just when you're speaking, but all the time with your content, as opposed to the average person or to your peers. Um, As much as you can have those conversations, they're not the ones that might put your goal forward in the same way. Well, I authentically want to be as awesome and knowledgeable when it comes to, uh, branding as you are. I know that, you know, we are, uh, we definitely have worked on projects together. We'll work on many projects together in the future. Um, but, um, your insight has, has certainly even helped me, um, with tricycle creative and, and, and definitely help with, uh, some of the, the clients and projects that we've brought on. So with that, I want to bring the first unicycle session to an end, but not before, I have you throw out your webs, social handles, whatever it is you want to promote, uh, throw it on out there, Kayla. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, if you do uh, find that you need some branding services, some copy support, or you just like me and want to be friends, I (laughs) like friends too, kaylanob.com, Nob is N-A-A-B, kaylanob.com, you can come and check things out there, you'll see all my socials in the bottom, find me on LinkedIn, that's where I like to spend my time because I'm very B2B. You're a LinkedIn like killer. Yeah, like, we might just... we might want to do a session on LinkedIn. I love Yeah, we're gonna add that LinkedIn. to the list. Uh, me too. Cool, cool, it's cool. my new favorite. It yeah. really is. Like it's awesome. And weirdly enough, here's my new my my order. LinkedIn. Twitter is creeping up Twitter there. Twitter is creeping up there. Twitter's coming back and Instagram well, is you, going away. I'm if you like Twitter now, I'm giving myself credit because you just got like back on it. And then I you did. started following me. So clearly that had everything to do with it. Cause I tweet about, I went through my timeline when you did that, when you followed me and then you're like, Oh, I should clean up my timeline. I was like, what is she talking about? And I didn't, this is th- being truthful. I didn't even look at yours when you said that. Usually that's like, Oh, let me beeline for it. No, I looked at mine. Cause I was like, <laughs> Oh no, what's she going to see? And I was like, I I tweet about sports, Oak Island, and then the occasional social media digital marketing thing. And I was like, and it's like Star Wars. And yeah. I literally, when it went through my timeline, I was like, these are just the things that I'm talking about. This is re- like, I need to That's almost warn her. I, I suppose. I don't it's know. Authenticity. It's authenticity. More so about laziness. <laughs> um, and 
anything else? Anything else we need to know? Um, I again, I recommend following you on LinkedIn. Uh, spell uh, do spelling of your of your whole name again, just so people yeah. know. Yeah, it's Kayla. It's K A Y L A, and then Nab is N A A B. Most people say Nab. I don't bite. I won't yell at you about that. Um, but yeah, KaylaNab.com. Come and hang out. Follow me on all the socials, and uh, more importantly, follow Tricycle. Oh, thank you. And we are Hello Tricycle all over the webs. And if this is your first time tuning in to Tripod, the Tricycle Creative Marketing Podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. And we will see you next time on Tripod.